This is football. Ten teams who win the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you who in a second. Mina Kimes is here. I'm going to give the people what they want. On Wednesdays, people just want to get to the guest because we got good ones. And Mina is the best. She's been on this show uh, in different forms before. She's obviously on Omaha, the Mina Kimes show with Lenny, NFL Live, everything. You know her. You love her. Um, we're going to get to that very soon. But I want to do one of my favorite exercises. Normally, I do this before the season. Didn't get a chance to this year. How many teams can win the Super Bowl? It's helpful because being a Super Bowl favorite versus having a path to win the Super Bowl are two very different discussions. Um, normally, it's around 16 or 17 teams in the middle of August. And then you start talking about injuries. You start talking about you know ceilings emerge or this team just isn't capable of stopping the pass, that kind of thing, and they get eliminated. Um, typically... I'm more ruthless and I have a smaller list than some of my colleagues or my outside guests who've done it before. Um, I remember Danny Kelly a couple of years ago had like 20 teams and I was just laughing at him. Um, but then there's some teams, I'll give you an example. I would always throw in the Drew Brees, Sean Payton Saints, even when they were kind of mediocre, because I knew that when you have an elite quarterback and a good coach, it doesn't take much light of fuse. Eventually that happened and we saw the results. They almost won the Super Bowl. Um, they probably should have made a Super Bowl against Patriots that one year. But that's that's what I look at. I'm I will I will always defer to a team with a good quarterback having a path. I am going to put the Chargers on my list. A franchise I think is a joke. A coach I think is a joke because a great quarterback creates a pathway. That's just what they do. We've seen a lot of clowns at coach who make a lot of money and have a lot of years tacked onto their deal because there was a, uh, a good good quarterback, decent offensive line, and good skill guys, even with Mike Williams' injury. Okay, so let's go through it, through it. AFC East, I'll be honest. I would have had all four teams on the list before the season if I was doing it on August 15th. Reason being, obviously, the, the Rodgers Jets are out without Rodgers. By the way, I would not even put them on a playoff list right now um, because Zach Wilson's the quarterback. The Patriots I would have thrown on the list because if you're going to tell me the worst team in a division, this is, again, August 15th thinking, the worst team in the division is coached by Bill Belichick with a defense that was in the top two, top three for EPA for most of the season last year. Shout out Steve Belichick. Um, with an improved offensive staff, that is to say, an offensive staff in general, not having Matt Patricia there anymore, addition by subtraction, having Bill O'Brien there, Mac Jones potentially improving just because of that, let alone any any leap you would have in your third year. Um, that, to me, seemed like the kind of team where if they had won 12 games, I wouldn't be surprised. But having seen them, and by the way, Christian Gonzalez is him. Like The, the miracles they worked relative to other teams against Miami – is astounding and notable, but they're one and two. I've seen the ceiling. Mac Jones is not going to have that kind of leap where we're talking about a team that can actually win enough games to get them in the mix for a Super Bowl. So they're on the list. It's the Dolphins and the Bills. They play this Sunday at 1 p.m. The game should be flexed, but instead we'll, I think it's on at the same time as Bears Broncos. So I'll be split screen between the best game and worst game in football. That's just how I roll highbrow and lowbrow. Those are the two teams in the AFC East. AFC West, Chiefs, no-brainer. Chargers, already explained my justification. Justin Herbert, I don't care I don't care what team he's on. I don't care if he's on the Washington Generals. Justin Herbert will always have a team on this list. Because I think the stat the other day, even in a game where Brandon Staley tried to give the game away, Kirk Cousins tried to give it away more and succeeded. 
I believe Herbert completed over 85% of his passes on something like 45 completions or something. It was something historic like that. Raiders or Broncos, don't even get me started. Um, AFC North. So I talk about this with Mina a little bit later. Uh, Browns are on my list. Defense is historic, like historic. And we've seen teams in the past, all you got to do is one great thing. And the ability to take the quarterback out of the game via pressure and, and a good back end is, is enough to get you a couple of playoff wins and a bunch of wins in the regular season. So cannot, you cannot say they don't have a path. You literally cannot say they don't have a path. Even with the quarterback play, you need average quarterback play with that defense to have a shot. I'm not saying to win the Super Bowl. I'm talking about pathways here. Ravens also on the list for obvious reasons. Bengals, I don't feel great about it, but I picked them to win the Super Bowl. They're on my list because Joe Burrow can get hot. This offense can get hot. If Joe Burrow is your problem, then you've got a nice problem to have. I don't know if his calf injury is going to hurt him the entire season. I have no idea. I don't know if it's my concern, as I've said many times, is that now that he's had the setback, he doesn't become himself to November. It's a math problem. They don't even make the playoffs. That's my that's my worst case scenario. Or he never gets going at all because the calf never heals properly this year. So, like, there's also that. Um, but it's still on my list. Steelers, unfortunately, not on my list. The Matt Canada thing is too heavy. I don't I, – I, I love the franchise. Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in football. They're going to a bunch of games. I don't see a pathway to an elite type of season. By the way, this is I, – I am not – and this is the exercise. I'm not saying the Browns are going to have a better season than the Steelers. I'm talking about winning the Super Bowl. And if you're asking me who's more likely to win the Super Bowl, it's the Browns between the Steelers and the Browns. If you're asking me who's going to win more regular season games, I actually might say if I had to bet – Probably favor the Steelers. I'm just talking about pathways here. I know that this is, we're not doing a power rankings right now. I can do that on another show, but that's not what we're doing. AFC South, no. Jaguars may have been on my list before the season. I just don't know what I'm saying. Eagles and Cowboys on the list. Commanders and Giants, not. Giants, by the way, never on the list. Not even in August. Um, not ever. Not even last year. Uh, Niners. Obviously on the list. And I don't want to be controversial, but nobody else from the NFC is on the list. Um, love the Packers and Lions. Don't see it. Don't see it. I don't see a roster that is good enough to elevate the ceiling they have at quarterback. Two teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. Both will take a massive jump. I love both of these teams. I love both of their coaches. I love both of their GMs. I love both their rosters, but I think we're a year away from putting them on this list. They just have not done anything. And obviously the the Lions win in Kansas City was amazing, but like they're a year away from being on this list, which by the way, I'm, my guess is if you put Truth Serum in Detroit, even though they are competitive as hell, it's it's a longer rebuild. To I'm talking about to, to reach the mountaintop. Um Rams not on the list. Seahawks not on the list. Uh NFC South. Like they might have two playoff teams because of the Falcons and Saints, but that's that just schedule stuff. Like we've gone ad nauseum over the schedule that those guys face. That Falcons loss. I mean, I, I guess it was expected. The Saints loss was brutal yesterday, but that they're both two and one. The Bucks are two and one. They're not on the list. It would have been funny if they had won in, against Philadelphia yesterday, and I had to debate why they weren't on the list. But that can be put to bed now. Panthers are just just a bit of a joke right now. Um, so that's it. That's the list. Uh, if, if, uh, if a team that was not on the list wins the Super Bowl, you get your money back.
Um, that's my that's my guarantee here. All right, let's get to Mina Kimes. Amazing episode. Here she is. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, use the code Omaha Full, and then. Place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must wager with eligible promo code Bet. Amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Hannah's New Orleans. Maine, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-888-427-426-2537 or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes show with Lenny, ESPN star. About to go on leave. Is this, her, is this your last uh, last official act, Mina Kimes? I think so, yeah. <laughs> official act. It's uh, it's my last, um, well, it's not a responsibility. It's a pleasure, but it is the last thing I'm doing for Thank work. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's content. It's the last content for a couple of months. Hey, um, my monologue was about how many teams win the Super Bowl. Mm. Is there a team that, like, we know there are certain teams that were like, all right, well, this team we thought could win the Super Bowl. They can't now. Mm. Is there an opposite for you where you're just like, hey, like, this team actually has a pathway I didn't see? Like, I put Cleveland on my list only because of how good the defense yeah. has been. But, like, is there another team where you're just like, eh, eh, I'm seeing something? Whoo. <sighs> Cleveland is a good one. That's a really good one because of the defense. Because, uh, yeah. Um, because Miles Garrett is is getting teams to do delay of games because they can't stop shifting to because they're <laughs> he's in their head so much because of that. Uh yeah. The, the, I, I thought that they would be better. I'm a big Jim Schwartz fan. I liked the additions that they made. I liked everything they and and, and it's been a weird defense too because I feel like they've played so far below their talent level for like two or three years. I mean they've had some injuries and stuff, but um the level of aggression physicality the coverage like it, when you watch them you see a defense that you believe can stop elite quarterbacks i mean and they haven't mm -hmm. you know thus far been super i don't have their schedule in front of me so it'll be interesting to see when they're really tested but i think that probably that the, the, like they're it feels sustainable 
what we're seeing from them on defense. On defense, yeah. certainly. Offense. On the offensive side of the ball, it's my question. I mean, they, 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 also, I've been introduced to a new type of Browns fan, which is, oh, they'll just restructure Browns fan because I made fun of the Deshaun Watson contract oh. over the weekend. And every single person, I'm like, you don't have to do this. You can just say we have a good defense. That contract sucks. That deal sucked. Yeah. Like, whoops-a-daisy. And instead, they're like, oh, well, we'll just restructure. That doesn't make the contract free. Okay, like that's not this isn't zero interest rate situation. Also, you're, there's no way to justify it as a good contract. If you restructure, you're going to lock yourself in. With yes. <laughs> One guy was like, well, we'll just sign him to a Hold new on. deal. What's he going to be? Your Kirk Cousins? You're just going to keep signing to three year deals. Um, All right. Whatever. I think this season has had the effect to actually to answer, go back to your question where I, f- I feel worse about a lot of teams I thought could win the Super Bowl as opposed yeah, to feeling better about teams that I think which opens the path for a team like the Browns, you know, or maybe the Ravens, uh, which is a team I actually liked before the season. But I'm just saying like it, I think that there's probably out once you get past that, I, I would say there's a top four maybe in the NFL. Once you get past that right now, it feels pretty wide open. Hey, do you have a take mulligan? Like if you could, if you could just go and use AI to erase a take you had in the summer this from summer. existence. Yeah, what would you? Anything before the the first ball was kicked three Thursdays ago? I was too optimistic about the Steelers, mm. and this wasn't um, because they like tore it up on offense in the preseason. Like when I went back and watched Kenny Pickett the second half of the season, and I thought about the additions and the investment in the offensive line, and I looked at the skill players, I was talking myself into the idea that they could have not just an above average offense, but like a good offense, not like the one, you know, one of the best offenses mm. in the NFL by any means. And then that coupled with what I believe to be a very good defense, I thought they would be more competitive than they are. There was the report on Monday that Matt Canada was going to work more closely with Kenny Pickett. And that was supposed to help. That was, it was like branded as that like, well, okay, everything's fine. Matt Canada's more involved. Oh, good. Well, I saw that. And I thought it seemed pretty strategically timed to when they were playing the Raiders. Right. It's kind of like Travis Kelsey right. inviting Taylor Swift to the Bears game, right? You, you got you got you got to time these things um, to optimize <laughs> them. But uh, it didn't turned out. It didn't I mean they, it looked better obviously than it did against the aforementioned Hellskate that is the Cleveland Browns defense and the Niners. But it still didn't look great to me. I don't want to actually delve into this topic too much, but I I accidentally ended up on culture war Twitter, which is going at Travis Kelsey for a number of, of left-leaning positions. And I just want to address this real quick. I'm not a culture war guy, okay. but I do want to say the six, five funny guy who scores touchdowns and 25 point <laughs> wins every weekend, not soy. Tra- and you're probably going to lose if you try to brand him. Enough. Travis Kelsey being shoehorned into the culture war and, uh, sort of put forward as a avatar for wokeism is one of the funniest, unintentionally funniest things. That, like, is that, yeah, and I think, as I understand it, the basis of it is that he did a Pfizer commercial, a Bud Light commercial, and is dating yeah. Taylor Swift, who I, I didn't even... And he, and he kneeled. He kneeled uh, as yes. like 80% of, of like, the weekend players, that yeah. like every, every NFL player... Have any yes. of these angry people heard Travis Kelsey talk? <laughs> <laughs> or or watch the football game. Well, or he's setting aside his masculinity, his toughness, yes, the yes, fact that yes, he could, yes. you know, just literally end any one of these Twitter yes. people's lives with a single punch. Like, listen to him talk. <laughs> 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 and I'm a fan. 
end. He's just, he's just, you know, he's a tight end. He's a, he's a lovable bro. He's very much a bro, though. <laughs> it's so funny. The Kelsey family has gone woke the, as a losing proposition. The, this, okay, I, I know. I, I'm gonna do the same thing you did. I don't want to talk about it, but the Kelsey yeah, Swift yeah. stuff, which I haven't, I haven't really delved into or whatever. It reminds me a little bit of the Colorado college football story where it's a taking a sports story and then seeing it cross over and into not just culture war Twitter but, or, or the culture wars generally, but like casuals, you know, are suddenly being, right. and I'm not talking about Swifties and the memes about them learning about football. It's just becoming, it, there's this thing where football stories enter the mainstream and it you just have lost control like we have lost control of it. to the point where I, I know this i saw this i tweeted a joke about um colorado i think it was landing it was just a yeah. joke about landing speech and all of the top replies were like insane like blue check angry nothing clearly people who don't watch football it feels like this is another example of that it's amazing, and there's a couple things. I want to actually delve into the Swifty football thing because I think that's probably a little bit overblown, but I think there's two things that are important about it. Number one is that I actually think it would help if Taylor dated a different football player like if and solved a problem. Like if she dated Kyle Pitts and Swifties could then bully Arthur Smith into getting him targets, something like that, where it's like, because Swifties can bully anybody. And so I feel like maybe maybe uh, there's more pressure on like Andy Reid now to like like get him the ball more. Referees are under more pressure. Like I'm in, I'm intrigued to see kind of how how that manifests itself now that Swifties need to mobilize in some way. I think it'll be. Um, I don't I don't know if their powers can be harnessed strategically. I do think, however, they will bully. The- out of anyone who is against Travis Kelsey. That's that right. is their their power is not uh right. random, strategy. random safety. Sw- random safeties are gonna be in the mud. <laughs> yeah. It's right. It's like again, like Colorado, like the, the guy who did the hit and suddenly found himself like getting like, you know, it's a horrible story. You got threats and whatever. But yeah. that you do not the, the, it's so funny because I've seen a lot of jokes about how it's like, oh, this is this could end so poorly for Travis if he dumps her. Yeah, well, what maybe. But in the meantime, you're the most protected individual on the planet it is literally like having uh you know uh, hundreds of thousands of internet secret service agents ready to attack clay travis or whoever on your behalf it's pretty funny um yeah i think that's i think that that to me is where this goes well for him i don't think the relationship is real by the way but yeah I think uh I have no comment on whether or not it's real. I don't care. I think I think Swift the Swift the Swifties could mobilize and turn if if New Heights is gonna be the number one podcast mm. like for the for the rest of time, maybe this is football could be number two. So I will not comment on uh on whether or not it's real. <laughs> but they, they seem happy. They seem happy. Travis Kelsey's been on my show a bunch. He's a really nice guy. Um, he is really seems, nice. This, and it seems if it's fun. a fake relationship, they're having a great time. That's the thing. Like she was ha- clearly having a blast. Who wouldn't be watching the Chiefs play the Bears? But um, yeah, it, <laughs> I mean Bears fans. Yeah, right. Imagine if she was dating yeah. a like Justin Fields or something going to that game. Then I'd be really actually quite worried about Luke Getzey. Um Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it is. And I, I think the meme, the this, the content coming out right now about uh, Swifties learning about football is very funny to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of them are playing it up, right? Like the 
right. ignorance factor. I, I, I'm, I'm getting fed now. The algorithm on TikTok is sending me a lot of their content, and I because it, it's funny, and mm. I'm watching it, and then you get more. Like I saw one this mm. morning. A girlfriend was intentionally pissing off her boyfriend by saying, "Babe, isn't it crazy that like now Travis Kelsey's famous?" <laughs> just just great i i should do stuff like my husband as as you know is not a football fan and the comments he makes when he just walks by as i'm watching a game and then walks out five minutes later are some of my they're the best uh the raiders steelers game was on he watched jimmy garoppolo for they showed jimmy garoppolo he saw his face and then he i think threw one of those Devonte adams hospital balls mm-hmm. my husband looks at me and he says is that an actor playing a quarterback and then walks out <laughs> <laughs> just the sickest bird <laughs> from the mouths of babes anyways I, I i like this story does not make me angry does not bother me i think it's funny and harmless and that is my final word on it Yes, funny and harmless is the exact way to put it. I I, I love it. It's it can only help. I think they're in they're playing the Jets this weekend. There has to be mm. some celebrity power if 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 Aaron Rodgers isn't there. So uh yeah. Taylor and Mahomes and Kelsey. Let's ride. Trevor Simeon's parents. Celebrity power. Trevor Simeon's parents. He's from Orlando, although I don't know if he's a magic fan. I have not checked. Mm. If anybody knows Trevor Simeon and wants to let me know if he's a magic fan, I'm available in DMs. Um all right. Uh Quick, important question, because I've gone through this with my son. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do about your child's sports teams? Uh, they're going to be my sports teams, right? Isn't that? All of them. Oh. Well, all of them? Yeah, all of them. Okay. Okay. They're, You're not we- going to allow, like, like if, if your child is like, I'm a Dodgers fan now. You're not going to be like, oh, are you going to kick them out right. of the house? You can be a Dodgers fan and a Mariners fan. Can't be oh, a no. Rams fan, no. though. But um, it's a good. No, I think I I think you have to. I for what I'm doing at least is there's there's a couple of non-negotiables. College is spoken for. MBA is spoken for. Okay, that's off to the side, and then you can sort of let them be mm. bandwagon New York fans. He has the entire stuff. NBA to choose from, so uh, right. you give me a if, my, if Teddy comes back with like a, a Knicks tape shirt in second grade, he's out of the house. <laughs> But anything there's a there's a lot of wiggle room outside. I hope there. I hope my son is a Clippers fan because it takes so little to be a celebrity Clippers fan that yeah. we'll be in like the suites within by the time he's like five. Um I yeah. feel that way about the New York Islanders here, but uh because there's a lot of like Why do you think I chose the Nets? I don't mean to be, a, don't mean to be offensive. I watched yeah, like the yeah, Nets yeah, for the three Nets, weeks yeah. and I started getting tickets. It was amazing. Um <laughs> the thing about the the Seattle though is like it's a great time like he was he born into a world where the Mariners are good. I mean, they're losing right now, and right. it's actually very painful and excruciating, but they're not I it, knew that. like it's good. He He's born into a world where the Washington Huskies are like the Miami Dolphins of college football. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he, he just won't know the sort of pain that I've experienced. So he should be grateful. Hey. Uh, this Dolphins thing, not to change the subject from our children being Clippers and Magic fans, um, this Dolphins thing is unlike anything I've ever seen mm. because, like, Barnwell and I were talking about this on Around the Horn yesterday, um, where, okay, you have the 07 Patriots, you have the 2018 Chiefs, teams like that, greatest show on turf before that. I go, that's a little more analogous because it came from from nowhere relative to where the NFL was at that point. But, like, 
those teams, the Chiefs and the Patriots, it was building towards something, right? Yeah. And Tool was very good last year. He was very good against every single coverage. That's why I was high on them this year. So I just didn't see a lot of flaws. But I didn't see like 70 points, best offense in like modern Ever. history. <laughs> um, like I don't – like I, I Sean Payton – like, hey, buddy, Sean Payton – you said you were going to do the opposite of whatever happened last year. Well, Nate Hackett beat the damn Niners in week three last year. So you're already on your way of doing the opposite. Like you need a dance partner if you're going to get score 70 points. And that team seems to have some sort of institutional rot. Um, but I, I don't, I, this feels not only sustainable, but like, like special. Yeah. I think it's like just such a perfect storm of so many things, right? The, brilliance of the coaching the way football has been trending now for a few years ago in terms of the the impact of preset motion on both the run and the pass um the quarterback with the lightning quick release who's like the perfect quarterback for this particular system and then the unbelievable combination of skill play like all it all came together at once to create this like supernova uh and every week on nfl live when we talk about them we try to do the question of like, what do you do to stop it? And no one has good answers. You can't get pressure on a quarterback who throws the ball in two seconds. You can't. And, and downfield. Like yes. I think he has the fastest release in football and, well, and has, like has fourth, guys who uh, get longest depth of target. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you can't get pressure on a guy who can not only get the ball out quickly, but is throwing to guys who are being put in a position to get downfield with the speed to get downfield and are also being put in a position to afraid being pressed or interfered with the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, it's like a perfect machine. Uh, I think there's only one way to stop them. And that's what you got to do what baseball did. You got to ban priest. Oh, wow. We're going to ban the shift. (laughs) You got to go full Joey Gallo. I need some, some salty, angry deranged coach on the competition committee to come out with a ban the shift take. <laughs> so I want to, I want to get to that because I want to get to the tush push in a second. Okay. I want to be clear. I'm joking but, by the way, Dolphins fans. I, I, I know, but I do, cause I do want to get into the tush push controversy. I'll put controversy in quotes. Okay. Okay. But what, what's funny to me is that if you ask like a five-year-old at any point, in the last hundred years of football, like what, how they would build a football team. Like, well, you just get the fastest guys in football and then you would just put the ball in their hands and then they could just run all over the place. Like how you build a team in NCAA football, where it's like in the video game where it's like, you just get a bunch of 98 speed guys, put them all over the place, including quarterback, by the way, but all the two is not 99 speed, but like, and then you just run around. And it reminds me of like, like, I just don't know. I don't know. You probably saw that stat. Field Yates put out yesterday that the six highest instances of, of guys with footballs in their hands this year have been Dolphins over three players, right? And Waddle didn't even play on Sunday. And it's like, it's so funny to me that one of the hacks was just getting the fastest guys in football. It was just like the simplest yeah. idea you could possibly have. And it reminds me of, um, I remember writing a piece years ago about Bryson DeChambeau and how he's changing uh, golf by just hitting the ball really far. And Mark Titus uh, quote tweeted and said, wow, Kevin, I didn't think about hitting the piss out of the ball until I read this column. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow. Like it's a copycat league. We're going to get fast guys. And it's like, yeah, but, but like they did it. They actually built their lives around having the fastest people on planet earth. I think what's what, where it gets interesting is like, okay, let, let's say you had the fast guys, but you didn't, you had a quarterback who held on to the, let's say you had Justin Fields back there or something. Right. Sam Howell. What? 
<laughs> what does it look like suddenly? What is the, how does the offense change? Um, you know, you can't run a lot of the stuff that they're doing doesn't work. You have to bake in a little bit more chaos by design. Guys will be wide open and maybe your quarterback will be more likely to extend. Maybe he's throwing downfield, but it doesn't look like this. Or conversely, what if you have the fast guys and you have the quarterback who gets the ball out quick, but you don't have a play caller who is good at optimizing those players, mm -hmm. who, who is good at getting them open, who is good at putting them in motion in ways that are just very confusing, <laughs> terrifying, and, and constantly changing. So I, it, it, it's to you're totally right about uh, the simplicity of the roster construction in a way, but it is, again, it does just feel to me like a perfect storm of those three yes. things all happening at the same time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable, man. Like the Broncos, I did the, the, I don't know, because it was like insane when I wa finally watched it, I was like, oh my God, some of the decisions that they made and, and the mistakes and the effort, and it was all really bad, but that shouldn't happen in the NFL. Like that just shouldn't happen. And it, well, you guess what? I have news for you. It doesn't happen yeah. in the NFL. It just happened for like the first time in 50 years. Hey, so I want to get mad about the tush push uh, controversy. Is it a if I see one more complaint about the tush push, I'm going to lose my mind. First of all, everyone's like, well, why doesn't uh, why don't the other teams do it? They probably have thought about it or tried, and they don't have a Hall of Fame center, a quarterback who can bench press and squat a tank, okay? And they don't have a team built around bully ball. Okay, so that's that's number one. Number two is if you ban that, guess what? The Eagles will find a way to be good in short yardage. Okay. So I'm so sorry the team with the Hall of Fame center is good in short yarded situations. I don't know what to tell you, pal. Um, and then the third one is like, I just don't, we're going to play whack-a-mole with, with different little rule changes. We're going to, yeah. I'm like, I know the competition committee is always, always looking out for stuff and, and they do a good job of, of keeping the game entertaining and all that stuff. But like, I just don't think you can just go around changing things that work if there's no real degradation to the game um my biggest problem here is like and Sirianni said it before it's like it's automatic for the 2022 and 2023 Philadelphia Eagles because they're built like that it's not automatic for the 2026 Philadelphia Eagles nor is it automatic for the 2023 New York Jets but this is the flip side of my joke Again, Dolphin yes. fans joking, please. I'm so afraid of you about we're motion. Gonna clip it. We're gonna we're gonna clip just you saying ban pre snap motion. <laughs> and we're gonna, put it on, we're gonna um, target it. We're gonna do targeted ads at the athletic and just have and just have it in every Dolphins fans feed. <laughs> there are a lot of teams that are using like the pre snap motion rates are insane right now in the NFL. Yes. Like the Dolphins are pushing the limit boundaries of what it is, but like every year it is going up. And when you watch around the league, you see teams tons of offenses right now using it um again both to set up the run and the pass in ways that are unprecedented it don't look like the dolphins though it helps it's important uh and i and i think like you know the niners obviously are very good at it i think team like the green bay packers now that they have a quarterback who will do it uh are having a lot of success with it but um it, it's similar to what you're saying about the tush bush which is like yeah, they've, they, they've landed on this thing. It's a strategy, but it's a strategy that's deadly because of the personnel. And I think, and I think to actually, to go back to the tush push, I, 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 somebody must be tracking this, but I have noticed teams failing and trying and failing around the league. 
Nate Tice put out a really bad, it wasn't necessarily a tush push, but it was Zach Wilson trying to get one yard and did not. We don't need to ban that play. I'll leave it at that. We got to get you out of here. Um, we do a thing called badasses. And, I, you know, I, a lot of times what upsets me is we've had a bunch of former players on. And they always talk about like, oh, Randy Moss, or this guy played through an ACL tear. Or this guy tore his Achilles and finished the game. Um, or, you know, and Jarrett Payton came on, oh, Ed Reed didn't have cable. He's too busy watching tape. And what <laughs> gets overlooked is you and I are in media and podcasting and TV, which is an actually like a hard thing to do. Um, way harder than football. So, um, so you get to tell me about the biggest badass you've ever worked with. Doesn't matter what oh, genre, doesn't matter what they've okay, done. Okay, so not a player. Doesn't matter. We're, 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 it, it can be a player, certainly. Okay. But we're just looking for, for a badass in the football world, and they don't have to be on the field. Don't give me all these losers like Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Um, this is an easy one. The answer is Laura Rutledge, who is the host of NFL Live, uh, because uh, not only does she work like twenty jobs in a and does it quietly and and is like traveling around the country hosting things and has been doing so the entire time I've known her, which is a few years now, um, as she's hosted live. But as someone who is about to go on her maternity leave, uh, she was doing the draft this year from Kansas City, like very far into her pregnancy. And again, that was, you know, like involved traveling, being on set, which is I'm doing this stuff from home. It is very different. So I don't want to hear about, you know, Cam Chancellor delivering vicious hits yeah. over the middle of the field. I don't want to hear yeah. about uh, guys playing. Oh, missing- Ben Jones had a t- torn meniscus. <laughs> Do the draft pregnant, Ben. <laughs> yeah, do it pregnant. So I, I give my <laughs> award to Laura Rutledge. Should we do a Stugatz uh, doing the playoffs thing, but for pregnancy? <laughs> Just like, would love to see a pregnant pal. Yeah. Uh, try to do it with a human baby uh, fighting to get out of you from the inside <laughs> at the same time. Oh, that's what's happening right now for me. It's, it's, I can feel it. <laughs> that's the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> And that's called podcasting under duress, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mina Kimes, that's as good a reason to get you out of here as any. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Might be in labor. 